Welcome to Bakersfield First Assembly of God's podcast. We are so excited that you joined us today. Our lead pastor, Pastor James Lair, is fired up and ready to preach. I hope you enjoy this sermon. Stand firm in your freedom is our theme that we've been studying for a year now, the book of Galatians. And we're dealing with the fruit of the Spirit, and we are on the fruit of joy. And this is part two. And so let's read Galatians 5.22 from the NIV. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. Galatians 5.22 in the Amplified. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness. And then in the Message Bible, Galatians 5.22. But what happens when we live God's way... He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life. That's how he defines, Eugene Peterson defines joy, exuberance about life. And so for the sake of review, let's review our notes from last week. Number one, the definition of joy. And we don't have this on the screen, so I'm just going to go through it quickly. Joy is kara in the Greek, and it means a constant calm and composed delight or cheerfulness. So it's not just noisy, there's just a steadiness, a steady calm and delight and cheerfulness. Letter B, or yes, the difference between happiness and joy, we spent some time distinguishing this whole world is looking for happiness, but what we really need is joy. It's the only thing that's going to satisfy, and this is why. Happiness is on a human level, Joy is on a spiritual level. Another reason we should prefer joy over happiness is happiness is dependent. Joy is independent. Happiness is dependent on our circumstances. We define happiness and it means good luck. Luckiness is how it usually, the word actually started out. And so happiness is depending on good happenings, good fortune. Whereas joy, you can have it at any time. Happiness is based upon present circumstances, and joy is based upon future promises. Our joy is because we know we're bound for heaven, and that the Lord is coming soon. That's what brings us joy in the present, is knowing what's going to happen in the future. And this is important to understand. God has shown us what's going to happen in the end times, right? He has shown us in multiple places. First and Second Thessalonians, the book of Daniel, Revelation, all throughout the Bible, Matthew 24, uh, Zachariah, like we're studying on Sunday mornings. God has said this so often. So we know it's true. So that fact should give us joy, not fear. And we are seeing the Bible unfolded, I believe, before our very eyes in our world today. We, we never would have dreamed things that are happening, the, the lockdowns and the forced mandates. I mean, this is a whole new world that we're dealing with, but it's, it's not new. It's in the Bible. And so we, knowing that we are secure in Christ, that heaven is our home, gives us joy today. If nothing else, if nothing else gives you joy, let the, the fact that you have eternal life, dwell on that, meditate on that, and you will have joy. Happiness can be taken away from us. It's amazing how quickly we go from happiness to sadness, right? It's like when you were a kid at Christmas and and you opened up, you wanted a certain toy, just the certain toy, and you'd open up and it's not the same brand. 
My mom was notorious for that. She'd buy me the, she didn't buy me the name brand, she'd buy me the off brand. But many times, it was a better toy. So it worked out. But we can, we can have joy and expectation, or happiness and expectation, and it can be gone in an instant. But joy cannot be taken from us. And where happiness does not always satisfy. And again, there's nothing wrong with happiness. I believe the Lord wants us to be happy. But more than that, I want, I, I, our happiness should spring from our joy. That's where the, the, the source of happiness is. Not in good luck. The source of our happiness is that we have joy and that joy produces an emotion because remember, joy is an attitude, happiness is an emotion. And so the world around us affects our emotions, but our attitude can override our emotions, amen? It, it, we do it all the time. We, whenever you do something you don't want to do, your attitude is overriding your emotions, which is a good thing. Emotions are good servants, but they're horrible masters. And so we should not let our emotions control us. And in fact, the greatest happiness is, is one that comes from the, the satisfaction we have in joy. So let's continue on from there, our study last week. Number two, the source of joy. Well, of course it's God. God is the source of joy. And in fact, it's one of his attributes. It's one of his characteristics. It's one of his qualities. All the fruit of the Spirit come from the Spirit. <laughs> they come from God. And so God expresses joy. Did you know that? These, these fruit of the Spirit come from the Lord. We wouldn't have love. We wouldn't have joy unless it came from the Lord. And God expresses joy. He rejoices over his works. Look at Psalms 104, verse 31. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Isn't that interesting? God takes delight in, in his works. In creation, it brought him joy. In your formation, it brought him joy. God loves to create, and he takes delight in it, and he calls it good. And so... God shows joy, he expresses joy over his deeds, his works, his creativeness. He also rejoices over his people with singing. Look at Zephaniah 3.17 in the New Living Translation. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. Boy, isn't that, his love calms our fears. And again, when we were talking about the fruit of love, if we can just receive God's love, it'll change how we feel about ourselves. And if we can just receive God's love, it'll overcome our fears. And then he ends with this. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs or joyful singing. Think about that. God sings over you. When my children were little, I, I, I had a special song for each one of them. And when I, it was my chore, shouldn't call it a chore, it was my responsibility, it was my blessing to put the children to bed. Jolene had had them all day. She's like, okay, now you see if you can get them to bed. I'm done. And so one of the things I would do with each of my children is I had a special song 
that I would sing over them their own particular song. And they still remember that. They love that. And I loved it. That, that special time, every night I would sing over my children. It was a worship song. Each one of them had a different worship song. God does that for us. He sings over us. He rejoices over us with joyful songs. So do you see the father heart of God here? How the Lord sings over his children. Letter B. Our joy comes from God through the Holy Spirit. Acts 13.52 says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Notice this. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and joy. If you're filled with the Spirit, it should bring joy in your life. And so maybe we need to be refilled a little bit. Because it says several times in, this, in the book of Acts, they were filled with the Spirit. So it's more than one time. You're not just filled once because we leak. It, it drains out of us. Life takes it out of us. So we need to be refilled with the Spirit. And I think that's important for us to understand. And I'm not saying that it has to be any certain time or place. But just understand there's, there's something about when we're full of the Spirit, there is joy. If you're full of the Spirit, you're going to be full of joy. And so how do you get more joy in your life? You need the Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit. We need to be in the altars. We need to be praying. We need to, I love this song Nathan sang, Revival. We need revival, and that's going to come when we get on our knees and we, we get filled with the Spirit again. Lord, fill me fresh and anew with your Holy Spirit. And along with that, if you're going to be full of the Spirit, you're automatically full of joy. And I know that for a fact. Those times when I, I am in the presence of the Lord in worship and I sense his spirit filling my spirit, there's joy. Sometimes there's, there's laughter. There's, there's just this sense of, of, of calm, delight in our lives. So what are some ways we can be filled with the spirit? What do, you, what do you think about that? Anybody have any idea? Yes. Absolutely. That's great. In fact, we're going to, at the end of our study, we're going to go over some other names for joy in Hebrew. And one of them is to dance. And so whether you got rhythm or not, if you begin to dance before the Lord, you will have joy. There's a, there's a joy to that. And, you know, when little kids dance, they don't care. So we, uh, we went to the district retreat, uh, Jolene and I. And as we were pulling out of town, we could hear our brakes squealing. I mean, it sounded horrible. So we didn't feel like it was safe to go over to Pismo Beach. So Jenea and Draper, our, our daughter and son-in-law, and their two boys, were going over as well. So we hitched a ride with them. And I got to sit in the very back, the very back, which is usually not a safe place for me because I get car sick. 
I get motion sickness, you know, and I'll never, I remember the day I started getting motion sickness. I, I'll never forget it. We were at a carnival, and I, Dad, I think it was in Portland, Oregon, and I was eight years old, and I got on the octopus. Remember the octopus? We'd go like this, and you're, you're spinning around like this. I love those scare. They don't scare me a bit. Roller coasters, all those dropout rides, they don't scare me a bit. But they make me sicker than a dog. And so I can't ride those rides because I, anything that goes in a circle, you know, the teacups at Disneyland, oh my goodness, I'll lose my lunch. I can't even watch it. And so, you know, that frustrates me that I don't know how I got motion sickness, but it was on the octopus. I think it was in Portland, Oregon at a carnival. And from then on, I've had motion sickness. I've never been deep sea fishing. That's one of the reasons. And I know... In fact, when we were in Hawaii, we went out to the volcano. Is it Molokini? Is it Molokini's volcano? Is that, what, what is it? Molokai, that's right. I knew I was saying it wrong. And so we went out and we were going to snorkel by the volcano outside of Maui. And those seas were so rough that, I, and I knew it. I took so much dramamine before, and, I, you know, and then it makes you a little sleepy there. And we got out there, and the wave, the swells were so big, everybody jumped off the boat, and everybody got back in. But I paid 25 bucks for this ticket. I'm going to get my money. Anybody with me? You paid for it. You, I don't care how big the swells were. So I got a boogie board, and I tied it off on my hand, and I would go snorkeling, and that boogie board kept me alive because when I couldn't breathe anymore, I'd get on top of the boogie board. But anyway, all that to say, I usually have to ride in the front because I get motion sickness. And, but this time I rode in the very back and with, with Shiloh, our youngest grandson. And Jenea and Draper turned on Arabic music because they listen to it all the time, especially the, there's Arab, Arabic rap music. And they listen to it all the time because it helps them learn the language because they're speaking it, not singing it. And so they put on some Arabic rap song and Shiloh starts bebopping, man. He's in his, little, in his little car seat, you know, sitting backwards, and he's banging his head on the back. And he, that, he, it, just, it brought me joy just seeing how much fun he was having. That's what God wants, that we are like children. And we don't care what other people think. We're going to dance. We're going to sing. We're going to have joy. And th I think that's an important point for us to realize to have joy, we're going to have to lay down our pride. Pride keeps us from having more joy because we're afraid of what somebody's going to think. If I rejoice or if, if I, you know, have too much joy in my life, it'll offend somebody. Listen, we got to lay down our pride if we're going to have joy. Because there are some things we can do in the, in the natural that will bring us joy in the supernatural. And I'm still in my thunder a little bit. But if you want joy, there's things you have to do. It doesn't just come like an emotion. Remember, happiness is, just comes or unhappiness comes. But joy is an attitude. And, and that attitude is influenced by certain actions. Okay, so we'll get to that. All right. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
this is what the kingdom of God is all about. And the kingdom of God is, is the manifestation of Christ's rule and reign on the earth. It's, it's partial. It's not, full, it's not in its fullness. It will be when Christ comes back and establishes his government over the whole world. Then the kingdom will be established in the natural. Right now it's a spiritual kingdom. And, it's, and this is what, if you're in the kingdom of God, we should have righteousness, peace, and joy. That's part of being in the kingdom. This is convicting to me because, you know, this is one of the fruit of the spirit I want to grow in. I, it, sometimes it's a challenge for me to keep my spirits up. You know, with all the, all the challenges I face and the obstacles I go through. And j- just, you know, not, to, not so you feel sorry for me, but pray for me. Because as a pastor, I go from one crisis to another crisis to another crisis. And it, it, it really takes its toll on me emotionally. I'm more, I'm more emotional like my mom. Uh, and I don't always like that. Um, it's helped me have a pastor's heart. I care. But it's also, it can go too far. And it can be crushing. And so this, this study blessed me. And I, I just want you to know that, that I'm not just teaching you something and I got it all together. I'm growing with you. And joy is one of the fruit that I want to grow in. I really want to grow in joy. And so, because we know this, number one, parenthesis, the joy of the Lord is what? It's our strength. How, how is it our strength? Let, now, we, we quote this scripture all the time. Uh, let, in fact, let's look at the scripture, Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice, choice food. This is the rebuilding of the wall. Sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your st- strength. Boy, that's, once you get it in context, it's a little more interesting. So how is the joy of the Lord our strength? Anybody? Any thoughts? Okay, it lifts us up. It it bears us up when we're weak, when we're down. That's right. So the, the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. Any other thoughts on how joy gives you strength? Yes? I, I find that the joy of the Lord really banishes any sense of fear I have anymore every week. You said it in Betty as well. Yeah. That, you know, joy and fear cannot exist. Very good. And, and both are choices. We can have joy or we can have fear. Now, I know fear is also an emotion, but, and it may come automatically, but then you have a, cho- a chance to choose it or not. And you're, you're exactly right that, that joy will drive out that fear. And it, it makes us strong. So, and, and fear paralyzes us, makes us weak, makes us indecisive. It makes us, fear, of course, fearful. Uh, but joy gives us strength. It lifts us up. Any other thoughts on how joy makes us strong? How it brings strength into our life? Yes? Yes. Very good. We need God's love. Before we can have joy, and that joy will give us strength. Excellent. And I, I want you to ponder on this because this is an important, this is a verse that just, we quote all the time, but 
How does joy give us strength? It helps us endure. If you're in the midst of a trial and you, you can stir up joy in your heart, it will get you through that trial. And so this joy is, I want to, you know, I think we think of joy as just a happy emotion, but joy is actually has a strength to it. It has a power to it. And that's why the Bible says, and I think I have it quoted here in the book of James, consider it all joy when you go through trials of many kinds, because the joy will get you through the trials. Trials are going to come. The joy, if we can have the fruit of joy, that's the strength to get us through these trials. And so we need it. We need the joy of the Lord. And it comes from God. And his love produces that joy in us. Again, God is the source of joy. The Holy Spirit's the source of joy. But there are things we can do that will either bring more joy or less joy. Okay, we'll get to that. Number two. Here's one of the ways. Complete joy comes from complete obedience. One of the ways we gain joy is through obedience to God's commands. Look at John 15, 9 through 10. Jesus is speaking. As the Father has loved me, there it is. You had it right, Barry. As the Father has loved me, so, I, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The whole context of this is obedience. It's God's love our obedience, this is it. God's love plus our obedience equals joy. Remain in his love, walk in obedience, and joy, your joy will be complete. And so that's one of the ways we can have joy. Sin, if we're not walking in obedience, if we're walking in disobedience, it will drag us down. It'll drag us down emotionally and, and spiritually. And so... Obedience is not miserable, it's wonderful, it's liberating, it doesn't, it sets us free to have joy. And so, if you're lacking of joy, check your heart. Lord, am I, am I out of obedience? It, it, sometimes we're, it's about how we've treated someone else, or, or it's not, may, it may not necessarily be a deep, dark sin. It may be an unhealthy attitude that is holding us back, or unforgiveness, or something like that. And so, if we're lacking in joy, we can check our hearts for obedience. Lord, am I walking according to your word? Am I believing your word? And that's number three. Here's another way you can get joy in your life. It comes by trusting in God. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him. If we trust the Lord, here's another feeling of joy. Filling. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, as you trust in the Lord, and the trust is a choice as well. Now, it's sometimes a choice that goes against every fiber of your flesh. You don't feel like it. You don't feel the trust. You don't feel the faith. 
And that's a time where we say, God, I believe, help my unbelief. And if you have that faith and trust in God, you will be filled with joy. And so joy is from the Lord, and it's, it's available to us through obedience and through trusting. Here's another one that's very similar. Number four, faith fills us with an inexpressible joy. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And here it is. And are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Even though we do not see him, we believe in him. And remember, Jesus said, we're more blessed than Thomas. Because he believed because he saw. Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen, yet still believe. Though we have not seen him, we love him. And though we don't see him now, we believe in him. And that love and belief brings us joy. Love this. How many times it says we're filled with joy. We're filled with joy. Because I do think joy is something that spills out that we need to be refilled with. Now, number five, this is an important action. Joy is the result of rejoicing. So many times in the Bible, it tells us to rejoice. It's a command. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I'll say it again, rejoice. I'm, I've got that scripture down a little bit. But when we rejoice, whether we feel like it or not, it will bring joy. I can attest to this. The problem I have is you do, we all don't want to do something we don't feel. You know, if we feel it, we feel like a phony. Okay, I'm rejoicing. I don't feel this whatsoever. Hallelujah, bless God. But I will tell you, if you attempt it sincerely, it will change your attitude. You will find joy. I, it works in my life. It's just sometimes I wait too long to rejoice. I wallow. Wallow in my self-pity or discouragement instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to get out of this bed and I'm going to, like I said Last week, good morning, Lord, instead of good Lord, it's morning. One of the, the best ways joy comes is through rejoicing. Sing those songs. Put on a worship tape. Start praising the Lord. Sing your favorite hymn. Rejoice in the Lord. And that will bring joy. Joy comes from rejoicing. Yes. Right actions produce right thoughts. Right actions produce right thoughts and right thoughts will produce right feelings. You're right. The actions influence our attitude, and our attitude sets our emotions. Yes? Amen. An another form of rejoicing is thanksgiving. When we begin to say, God, and, and that's, if, if I want to give just a, 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 a brief discourse on the difference between praise and worship praise and this is how i see it just in my my studies praise is giving thanks for what god has done worship is honoring god for who he is and so praise is and you see it in this this the psalms lord praise the lord he's a mighty fortress for all the things he has done he's rescued the weak so that's praise 
We're praising God for, for what he's done. And then as we go deeper, we go into worship, and it's adoration for who he is, his nature, his character, his holiness. But you're exactly right. When we start giving thanks, I, I've told you before, I've written in my, on my notes on my phone, I have a miracle journal of all the times God has answered prayer and done miracles. And when I'm getting discouraged, I go back to that list and I read it over again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And as I read it through, I start getting more encouraged, more encouraged. Yes, Ron, did you say amen? Amen, brother. Joy is the result of rejoicing. When we, and then it's circular. So we rejoice, we're filled with joy. And what does that joy make us do? It makes us rejoice again. So you, you rejoice by faith, you begin to be filled with joy, which just brings more rejoicing. So let's look at the expressions of joy. Number three. We are commanded to rejoice in the Lord. Psalms 32, 11. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. How many know that's another part of rejoicing is singing? We get joy from singing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's such a... I was thinking the other day how strange it is, music and singing. The, God has gifted the, the world song. And I know that animals sing, sort of. It's just in their natural voice, whatever it is. But there's something unique about we're made in God's image. And, and we're made to sing. We're made to... Uh, have music. Music is a gift from God. Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoice always. Letter B, even inanimate, inanimate nature is poetically called upon to rejoice in God. Is that, like Jesus said, if they don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. Look at these Psalms 96, 11, and 12. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad, let the sea resound, and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant, and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. I mean, even nature is called upon to rejoice in the Lord. Psalms 98, verse 4 through 9. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the... The ram's horn, oh, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Wow. Nature rejoices in the Lord. Shouldn't we? If the, if the rivers clap their hands and the trees clap their hands, so to speak, shouldn't we literally clap our hands? I always know there's a, there are times in worship where we can withdraw or we can enter in. And I, again, want to just, I've been a worship pastor myself and a worship leader and how much it means to the worship leader when people enter in. They're, they become a participant, not a spectator. Because how many of you know, we, we praise and worship an audience of one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We're not the audience. 
when Pastor Nathan leads worship on Sunday, it's not, this is not the audience. God is the audience, and we're all in the choir. We're, we're, we're musicians. Clap our hands. We enter in, and when, when we enter in, something changes in the atmosphere. There is a manifest presence of God. When, there is, when, when people are united in worship, there is something there, and there is joy inexpressible joy it's why it's why we all need to enter in and i'm not saying we all have to do the same thing but there are certain things bible bible said it says clap your hands it says sing for joy it says to do these things it says to raise our hands and so the lord knows if we do these things then his presence will come down and minister to us and fill us with joy what a blessing we praise god and he fills us with joy I just want to encourage you to do that more and more. Enter in. Enter into the worship. Enter into the praise and see what God will do. When, we, when I was pastoring in Ojai, we had just a real season of praise and worship. We, we wrote songs. The congregation wrote different songs. And we produced four worship albums, one in Spanish. And so we, we just had... For a season, so many gifted musicians. And what was amazing is Ojai is in a, in a very strong New Age community. And so God called us to reach them. They would come in. And we had one guy in particular came in and says, Ooh, I, I feel a real, there's a real spirit here. And I said, yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. Because I wanted him to understand, because he believed in the spirit. He believed in spirits. He did astral projection and all that stuff. But he got saved. And, it, and it, I, I want to tell you that even the, the, those, those that are unbelievers can feel the spirit. And when we enter in together, the Bible says that, you know, people will be drawn in. And, they, and I believe people will be drawn to the altars just because they sense the presence of God. An unbeliever can, now they're not filled with the Spirit, but they can sense the Spirit, and it brings conviction upon the sinner. And so that's why it's important for us to rejoice. Not just for us, but for those who are unbelievers that will come in here and say, as they said of, as the Sanhedrin said of, of Peter, James, Peter and James, they have been with God. They are men who have been with God. So, let's in closing look at those different Hebrew words for joy. Ranan means to sing for joy. Alatz means to jump for joy. Teruah means to shout for joy or raise a battle cry. Now again, we need to do that at the right time. As I was preaching on saying, there's a time to be loud and there's a time to be still. Uh, and we want to make sure we don't mix those up. But there is, sometimes we're too quiet. We should get excited. We get excited about other things. And then gil means to spin and round and dance for joy. It's one of the Hebrew words for joy. In the Greek, there's really only one word for joy and a, and a, a similar word for rejoicing. But in the Hebrew, there's several words for joy, especially in the Psalms. So there, there's more in one way to express, to express joy. We can sing, we can jump, 
we can shout and we can dance. How's that? Let's, let's pray. Next week, peace. Another fruit I want to grow in, the peace of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Oh, God. Lord, I know there are many heavy-hearted out there. Lord, many that are struggling, God, and, and we're down. We're, we're hurting. And so, Father, we choose instead to override our flesh that doesn't feel like it. And we're going to lift our hands anyway, and we're going to sing, and we're going to dance, and we're going to express our love for you, joy, Lord. And, and you will return our love with your joy. And so, Father, I pray for this fruit, those that are listening to this Bible study tonight, both here and online, increase their joy. But, Lord, we know, we know we have a part to play in our joy. Obedience, Lord. We have to enter in ourselves, Lord. We have to rejoice. We have to trust you. And so, Lord, we do these things knowing that you will fill us with joy inexpressible and glorious joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. We are so excited that you joined us. If you chose to say yes to Christ today, we would love for you to text the word born again, all one word to 94090. By doing so, you will receive more information on your next steps in following Christ. We meet every Sunday at 8.30 and 11 a.m. right here in Bakersfield, California at 4901 California Avenue. We would love for you to join us in person. Also, we have a live stream service at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook. If you'd like more information about Bakersfield First Assembly of God, you can search us on the internet at bakersfieldfirst.com. Thank you for joining us today and have a blessed week.